Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm your host, Scott Colnut, and today my guest is a Rob Watson, founder of Freewheeling. And Rob is a veteran of the Internet Marketing Podcast, having been on, I was going to say several times because I think it's three or four and I couldn't quite like, figure that out as I was looking back at our episodes. Can you remember, Rob? Is it three or four? Uh, well, this will be four. Yes. Four. Four. Okay. So this is number four. And uh, you've spoken on different paid related topics in the past but today we're going to hone in on google shopping in particular and we're talking about how to optimize your google shopping feed in 2020 um for those that haven't heard your previous episodes number one i'm going to link to them in the show notes so they can go back and listen to you again uh but before we get into this episode for everyone who i'm introducing you to for the first time can you introduce yourself please rob uh yeah i've um I've been in e-commerce since uh, 1999. Uh, been working on Google Ads within an e-commerce agency since 2005, and um, I founded uh, Freewheeling um, at the beginning of 2019. There you go. And um, so, on the topic of Google Shopping, and it's not one that we've covered recently on the podcast from from my memory, um, but it's an important topic. And the reason we're covering it today is because there were some interesting. Uh, and quite critical announcements from Google about what's happening in Google Shopping around April 2020. So can you maybe talk through what those announcements were and how they impact uh, businesses? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, well, I suppose as, as a little a little history lesson, um, Google Shopping um, did used to be a, a free model going back oh, maybe seven, eight years now. Um, yeah, I think it was 2012 that that stopped. Right, right. So that 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 and, and Google Ads had been running for a while prior to that, but then it got incorporated into Google Ads and became a paid model, and 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 in my view, became a lot more successful and a lot more effective for that. What's happening, um, or happening now already, and was announced in April, is that um, that they're, they're making a massive shift towards offering a proportion of Google Shopping traffic to be uh, to be free. So they've got this uh, program called Surfaces across Google. That's uh, it's been um, uh, in the in the Google Merchant Center for some time now, but um, 
hadn't really done anything. I've, I think it'd been there for a number of months before they even made this announcement. But um, but yeah, it was this announcement that, that really made it clear that it's actually worth putting some time into. So, I mean, focusing on the free element, where that's sat at the moment is that um, uh, within the US, India, and uh, and recently Indonesia, um, when you click on the, uh, the shopping tab, in Google, so like the Google homepage, you've got web, you've got shopping, you've got images and, and a number of other options. The shopping tab, the majority of the products that you see there in those three countries will be um, free listings through this surfaces across Google uh, program. But what part of that announcement they made in April is that it's their, it's their intention that that will be rolled out globally before the end of this year. So, um, I mean, timing is interesting now because the end of this year is going to be peak season. It's retail. It's Christmas. So, uh, how early we're going to get that? Whether we're going to get that right at the end of the year, um, or whether we're going to get it in October, or it's going to be the most value to e-commerce advertisers. Obviously, nobody knows yet. Um, so, a lot of this is is about sort of preparation. Um, but there's a bit more to surfaces than 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 just the um, uh, the shopping tab. So, um, and that's why they don't call it shopping free. They call it surfaces across Google because there are, uh, there are three main products or places within, within, uh, Google that your ads, your not, I shouldn't say ads, should I, where your shopping listings can appear. So obviously there's the shopping tab. There's also a, uh, so they're, they're, they're releasing different formats that are going to sit within the main uh, web page um, predominantly on mobile um, but uh, so for example uh, if you're if you're selling clothing there's a clothing format that will appear uh, in, in the main um, uh, like be- best recommended products for X depending on what you're searching of course and then also within the images section of Google so there's web there's shopping there's images there's whatever news uh, within images, Surfaces will also run uh, products there, so so potentially there's three different places where your 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 ads could show f- for free. Um, so, I mean, this sounds great in theory, but in terms of actually what we can expect, what what numbers we might get from this. Uh, so, um, two clients that I work with, two clothing clients that I work with that are based in the UK but had been advertising to the US. Um, I say had because they paused all their ads um, during the um, pandemic. But what they had, so, so, so prior to April, obviously prior to the pandemic, uh, running consistently, say, for example, they were getting maybe 500 clicks a day through their Google ads. Um, we get set, uh, set them all up on, on surfaces because it's free. And you might as well run them. Um, they're now getting about 100 free clicks a day from surfaces across Google. So, so you can get a sense then that exactly how much impact this could have on, on advertisers' ROI if 20% of their shopping clicks became free. Mm. There's some interesting things as you were talking there. So uh, number one, this is um, you, uh, you, you hesitated slightly as you were talking about it, and it's the, the terminology of surfaces is really strange, isn't it? Uh, maybe it's just me getting used to the terminology, but surfaces seems like a strange phrasing from Google for this, this kind of release or what it encompasses. But can you, yeah, can you just summarize what surfaces are in context of this change? 
Well, I mean, I suppose I suppose the reason they picked that 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 name is it, is it's kind of ambiguous. It doesn't tie them to any one particular mm. kind of thing. So, I mean, if you think that at the moment shopping ads can show on uh, they can show in YouTube, they can show in Gmail, they can show as part of like smart shopping campaigns, how that mm. incorporates like a, a remarketing element you can show across their entire display network. So, so by just calling it surfaces, I think they've given a hint to how potentially this could. Okay, so it's, it's three Google properties at the moment, but you know, I think it's fair to assume that could go much wider. Mm. No, that's interesting. It's a, it may be a glimpse into what they're thinking about for the future. And um, just to confirm, so and do correct me if I'm wrong here. So this rolled out in the US for US advertisers um, back in April, shortly after the announcement. Um, but it's still not available to uh, people in the UK with a, an estimated launch date at the end of the year. That's around uh, Q4. Is that correct? So, so, so I was just checking this before the call because yeah. I thought, well, that that, that would be good. Uh, That'd be good of me to do that. Um, <laughs> what they have at the moment is for the um, here we go. So for the shopping, so you're familiar with the idea that so, so Google Shopping predominantly is for e-commerce advertisers, but if you have a, a local store, you can run uh, what they call a local inventory ads. So if you have um, Oh, it's a exactly like you're you're a big chain and you've got maybe thirty plus stores around the UK and and you know your stock availability. You can say, oh yes, we have this locally for you. Um, yeah. So apparently, I didn't realise this, but apparently the local um, th- th- there's a local services across Google and those local in store products um, are already available in the UK and and they're available in I mean there's about a dozen different countries. Um, that, that that's already available in and that and that's a change since i last looked at this um a month ago um and mm. and the, yeah where it's available for the the main product listings um last time i checked it was just the us and india and indonesia has been added since then um but yeah they they stated in that april announcement that it was going to be um uh that it was going to be available um yeah here we go um yeah so uh these changes will take effect in the u.s before the end of april and we aim to expand this globally before the end of the year so that's that's where that message has come from um yeah but again yeah would that be october when it's most useful or will that be in december when it's going to be nice but perhaps a little late we'll have to see yeah and i guess one more key message which we might touch on as we're talking through this but um, it sounds like the the message from you would be there's no reason if you are if you're selling products um, and you can get the feed implemented there's no reason not to launch your Google Shopping feed um, in this free model. That sounds like it's the case because essentially it's a, a new form of free advertising or organic advertising. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is absolutely no reason to do it. Um, I mean, what, what's interesting there is that. Um, they are that there are an, uh, a lot of online stores, a lot of retailers that do not currently do any Google advertising, and part of this 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 program is is Google's way of addressing that. So so what they're actually doing is even if you don't have a feed, even if you don't supply Google the um, the information, they will 
start scraping much in the same way they do with all their organic listings they're going to start to create uh product listings for your website um based on the data they can crawl from your from your product pages so even if you don't have the ability to get a feed together you may still benefit from this program however um naturally the more information you can provide to google the less work you give google to do the more likelihood you're going to see more more traffic from this yeah essentially it's um as with any new feature rollout or in this case it's it's essentially a feature rollout but it's almost like a new channel rollout so um for marketers that's going to mean optimization and again we might get onto that as we're talking but for marketers out there that means there's this whole new channel to optimize for um beyond just the the basic um, measures of either google taking your products and um, listing them or beyond just uh, initial kind of feed settings and just having your feed there um, there's going to be a whole world of optimization beyond that so you, you already touched on feed generation but can you maybe speak a little bit more now on how businesses can start preparing for the free model changes and other considerations so um i th- I, th- I think especially if, I mean, if you're not currently doing google shopping i i still believe it's worth creating an account on the google merchant center you know register it um it's not going to cost you anything and and apply and and, okay so for those that are doing shopping ads um you won't have this automatically you do have to apply for it so um get to your merchant center apply for the program and um uh and, and what you'll see is you'll 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 get after a day or two you'll get feedback from google as to what changes they need with your uh, with your products with your data? What they have within the surfaces report? What so 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 the normal Google Shopping uh, report? There'll be f- um, three statuses that there's either approved, there's disapproved, or there's uh, pending. With surfaces, you've got a fourth level. You've got this one called partially approved. That basically means not approved. If you're partially approved, try and get it so you are fully approved. Um, that that's that would be a recommendation. Another thing, so, so get to so get apply on the program, get it running, and, and look for the for the update. Um, if you're using a, a CSS partner, which are a lot of uh, UK European based advertisers have taken advantage of the whole Google CSS discount, you may find that. The, especially if you're if, if if you're managing this account for somebody else, uh, your access to the Google Merchant Center m- might not be the, um, uh, the the full original access. So you might find that when you go and apply for this program, that uh, you get some message about the surfaces needs you to change your CSS. Um, that's because the CSS needs to be Google CSS for the surfaces program. You can have both. This won't ruin your CSS discount for shopping ads, but but that's just something to look out for. So again, it's not a major problem. It's a little bit of a um, you know a few hurdles to jump through. So again, it's the sort of thing that's worth preparing in advance. Um, you don't want to get the update that this is going to be free from a couple of days, and you've got all these things to try and do. Um, so that's worth being mindful of. Um, the other thing which is also important to know is how. Um, well, assuming the majority of us 
are going to be using Google Analytics to, to, to track all of our performance across our channels, across email, organic, Google, Bing. Um, what's important to know is that by default, Google services clicks come into Google Analytics as organic traffic. So um, as a PPC guy, knowing that 20% of my Google shopping traffic was suddenly going to go as to the SEO guy's credit, you know, I, I kind of wanted to fix that. Um, so, um, and, and I think that's fair, right? Because a lot of the reasons those clicks have come is because you've optimized the feed. And anyway, mm. we don't need to get into that. But but um, what I feel, because as, as, as we've discussed, this is a separate channel, I think it should be identified as that. So um, the way that uh, the way that I've I've been doing this is that um, within the uh, ha- few, there's a few options, but the simplest thing was is within the Google Merchant Center set up a feed rule to append your your link with the uh, you know, the UTM tracking that you can do for Google Analytics. So if you've got an email campaign, it says what the name of the email is, all that kind of stuff. Um, so UTM tracking for Google Analytics to say that the the source is Google, rightly so, and the medium, I would say the medium should be surfaces, medium equals surfaces. And then that traffic, when you're looking at your reports, your analytics reports, you're not going to see this unexplained um, boost in organic traffic and this um, drop in, in shopping. You'll have to explain you to be able to say, okay, well, here is it's, it's surfaces. And, and um, so, yeah, so I think it's been, again, more things to prepare, so just to be aware of that. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, particularly the point about um, if you set it up as a campaign with a medium of surfaces, then you're not going to have that issue where I know a lot of people out there are undertaking organic forecasting, for example, and it will completely mess up your numbers if suddenly you have a spike that exceeds your forecast um, because of a change in essentially a, a change in which this channel is attributed. And so it makes sense to track that as a different medium. 
so that you're in advance um, to prepare for that and when it when it rolls out. So I think that's really interesting advice. Um, why do you, why do you think Google is making this change uh, from the uh, just to put it in context, when they released this announcement, they were talking about it, this was something that was always planned and they have accelerated it due to COVID-19 and allowing people to shop from home easier. Um, you know, obviously I'm paraphrasing and that's a summarized version of what they were talking about, but what's your view? Okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting, actually. I hadn't really thought about how COVID might have um, sped that up. I mean, there's there's been talk about a lot of... Um, or some statement where in, in the last three months the the internet and e-commerce has come on three years development in the last three months because of just been so much um, shifting towards e-commerce. So actually, no, that's quite interesting. I hadn't quite thought about that. Um, I mean, their their main reason for this is is absolutely uh, due to Amazon. The what you've got um, is the the. I'm not even attempting to mention some of the numbers because I don't know what they are, but you know, you've heard these things where there's so much percentage of online shopping starts on Amazon, um, online research, online searching. And obviously that's, that's Google's business. They want that. So, um, if, 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 if all the product on there has to go through a paid model, then obviously a lot of people aren't going to bother doing it. So, so that's the reason that's the reason why they are not exclusively making this for people that provide them a fee. That's the reason why they're going to go out and they're going to crawl um, retailers' pages to build shopping ads, shopping listings for them. Um, because what they want is, is um, okay, I'm going to butcher this, but say, for example, there's three, four times more product available on amazon than there is on google that's a problem for google so they want to um they want to readdress that balance and 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 this is this is their way of doing it so yeah absolutely absolutely it's 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 down to their attempt to um you know go against uh, amazon the fact that they also have within the us and and france uh, a, a a kind of a, uh, their own marketplace product um, which is, um, I, I've got some, uh, clients that are, are, are using that product and, and they say it's good. It's, they've had it around for a few years. So I don't know whether this is something they're going to roll out a little bit more, but, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. They, they, this is, they, they see themselves losing ground to Amazon. So this is definitely going to be their way of doing that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what unfolds. Actually, it's such a mammoth task to take on Amazon and particularly when, it, this is just my personal opinion, but I don't think Google have done a particularly good job over the years of the Google shopping, of de- just developing Google shopping. So this is a big change. And I'm hoping that it comes with changes. Uh, and as I was reading through both in preparation for this podcast, but more generally recently, there's um, a feature of Google shopping and you might be able to tell me better than I can. I think it's like my shopping hub at Google or something. Um, it's like a, you can go to this URL and it gives you product recommendations based on your search history and websites that you've been on um so it looks like they're really trying to roll out that kind of e-commerce personalization aspect which will which again is just that further indication that they're really that essentially what you're saying is correct there's a big drive here to take on amazon and develop that e-commerce offering that's that search offering at least within the e-commerce 
sector. So um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens later in the year. And also, um, you'd, you'd imagine that that would bring about some form of response from Amazon as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they, they adapt to the changes. I guess that that's um, you, you were on the podcast five years ago. You're on the podcast uh, five months ago. So maybe in five weeks time, we'll have an announcement from Amazon. You can come back on and talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's moving that quickly at the moment. Yeah, it's moving that fast at the moment. So just moving on in terms of uh, businesses that are out there uh, and are kind of ready to prepare in terms of launching a feed and then optimizing that feed. Can you give some recommendations about where people should be spending their attention, the top items to focus on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, yeah, aside from everything we've spoken about with with surfaces, um, mm. in fact, there was one thing just before it slips my mind, there was one other thing around that. Um, and th- w- what's interesting is, is, is understanding the fact that, that Google are going to be creating listings from retailers that haven't provided them with a feed. They're doing that by um, reading, interpreting the, the schema markup. So, you know, the standardized um, markup that we should be using on our product pages to mention price and all this other formatted stuff. Um, that what we should infer from that is that it, that has now become a lot more important <laughs> than it was before. Um, so, so if we were providing a feed, it's good to have the markup to say, yes, this product is $19.99. And when you come to my website, you can see that that's the price. That was always good. That's been like that for a few years. But in terms of additional information that Google might want, and and and, and this is another point. So um, if you go to um, uh, if you go to Amazon, you're going to have a load of filters that you can search with, um, far more than just just the keywords that you type in, as you would with Google. So this kind of formatted. Um, information about features the way that people might search um filter how they browse maybe even on your own website that kind of thing that sort of information get that in the feed but then also get that in the schema markup on your product pages because um what i interpret from this is that google's going to be investing a lot more into their technology to scrape that information from the product pages because if they're going to be going out of their way to um, make up that massive gap of products that they don't have that Amazon does, then they're going to have to really up their game in terms of how they interpret the the you know, the, the the information on the product pages. So um, so yeah, I, I would say um, invest in getting all those extra um, bits of, 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 of formats. In fact, actually, it's all coming back to me now, Scott. Um, there, there was a there was an update uh, quite recently for the um, feed specifications where they they have actually got this element um, which I'm not going to remember what it's called right now, but it's um, it's designed for that. It, it, it's um, uh, a way of um, us saying, yeah, this. This bike is made of aluminium. This bike has 18 gears. Yeah, that kind of thing. This computer has a um, 128 uh, gigabyte um, SSD. You know, those sort of bits of information. Um, so they've actually brought that as a, as a new format. So check the new announcements around that. But but yeah, we've got to up our game in terms of the feed information that we have around those formats that, that Google might want to see. 
so yeah, sorry, <laughs> that was something that just came back to me. But in yeah, terms no, of um, uh, other things, um, what I think is going to be increasingly important is 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 for companies to leverage their own business intelligence. So, um, for instance, your ability to adjust bids around your price competitiveness. So um, a couple of clients that I work with, they use a price comparison tool that's called BoardFi. There's a number of products that do this sort of price comparison stuff, but but this particular tool actually has a, a, an additional feature that where it will label your Google um, shopping feed based on um, whether a product is X percentage um, overpriced or, or underpriced or you know, expensive or competitive, um, however you want to spin it. So, so I'm using that. So I'm actually suppressing my bids on the products that, that my clients are a little bit off the mark on. So I can invest that bit more on where, where they are, um, where they're offering the best price. That works really well. Um, another thing is to um, you know, understand across your uh, inventory, what are the products that you see the most returns on? So, so a client that I work with um, where they... Uh, so they work in the bathroom, bathroom trade. So um, certain products would just have a tendency to, to, to be more easily damaged than, than, say, something that's metal. So um, those products, if you know you're going to see more returns, then you're going to uh, uh, benefit from having the ability to set different ROAS targets based uh, around your returns rate to help cover those losses. Um, Similar thing with margin. So it's quite typical to to say if you've got a, um, a shopping campaign structured around, say, different product categories, you know, okay, we have a better margin on, on this category of products than that category of products. Or maybe even by brand, certain brands have a higher margin than, than others. But what what I think we should do is we should do it on a SKU level so we understand the, the specific margins of each of the individual SKUs. So we're not bidding around categories or or, 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 um, or brands, but actually by the, the margin themselves. So we can move more towards a um, an ROI model rather than a return on ad spend model. And yeah, and all of that you can use by um, yeah, the use of custom labels. Um, in addition to that, if you are, one thing that's working quite well for us in, in the clothing um sector is uh, understanding that if we have a certain um say a certain north face jacket for example um we might have that in six different sizes but um if we if we're only in stock on the extra small and the extra large we won't advertise that product so we're in stock technically we're in stock and we have products to show but if it's one of the obscure sizes we're still likely to get clicks but we just don't get as good a conversion rate. So we'll pull that product and we'll just focus on the ones where we have it in medium or large, um, that kind of thing. So that's been working really well. Um, those are a lot of things that, we, that, that I've been focusing on recently. So again, pulling in the, 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 the um, retailer's information into the feed. Um, but in addition to that, the, the good old classic stuff, for feed optimization, um, it's critical that you can uh, optimize your your titles. That is the absolute one thing. If you can't do anything else, be able to optimize your titles. Um, whether you 
Hey, if you have a small inventory of products and you can write a custom title per product, great. If you've got thousands, then the fact that you could come up with some sort of a rule that, that, that includes additional interesting bits of information, that's really important as well. Um, so, for example, if you've got um, products that have uh, uh, Gore-Tex material, so something quite technical, something quite specific, something people would actually look for to be able to extract that information from the description and add it to the title, that works really well. Um, GTINs, possibly the most frustrating, boring, and tedious thing that I've ever had to deal with with Google Shopping, but GTINs, so incredibly important. Um, really, really worth getting that right. Um, and yeah, other things that have always been pretty useful, um, ensuring that you know what your best selling products are and making sure that they are visible. Um, that, that's been uh, a recurring theme. There's been a number of instances where I've looked at accounts and, and there's been this sort of disconnect between what's going on on shopping and what's going on on the website. If something's selling well on the website, make absolutely sure that when you search for it in, in on Google.com that you can actually see your ad showing. Um, so you're understanding your best sellers, make sure they're visible. Um, consider a different landing page as well. So by default, your landing page is your product page. Um, but if you ever look at a Google, uh, uh, yeah, a Google shopping ad for eBay, um, from from years ago, they they, they picked onto it pretty quickly. Is that their product page has? It's a hybrid. It's like a. It's got category elements in it. Mm. So um, what they'll do is 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 they understand that the people that come from Google they they want to see that product primarily, but they might not necessarily just want to buy that product. They might want to see some others. So they keep it on their site. It does a very good job of lowering bounce rate. Shopping ads are notoriously high with sort of 70, 80% bounce rates being quite normal. Um, if you can do some sort of hybrid landing page, that will bring your bounce rates down and, and can have a real positive effect on the, on the conversion rate as well. So, yeah, those are all good um, feed optimization tactics that I've just thrown off and rattled at you really quickly. <laughs> no, I think there's some great tips in there for listeners that are kind of whether you've got an existing feed and you're looking to optimize it or you're setting up for the feed for the first time. It's kind of one of those you know, replay that segment over and over. I'll, I'll probably turn that segment into a little clip as well for social media when we kind of look to promote this episode because uh, there's some great bits of advice in there. Um, what I'm interested to know, because there are so many different elements of feed management and feed optimization that, that you talked about, how much of this are you doing? manually and how much through third-party tools and services i'm always looking for kind of uh, number one i'm a software geek so i just love experimenting with new software um but have you found google shopping software or third-party services that make this process even easier and if so could you maybe recommend a few it's it's interesting actually because um i don't have any one particular go-to tool um which is probably kind of surprising in some ways, or maybe it's not because there's so many options. But but generally, what I'll do is I'll 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 use whatever I'm given. So so so, so when I work with a client, there'll be something in place already, and and typically it's um, it's based around the, the the platform they're using. Um, so I've got a lot of clients that are on Shopify, and and even on Shopify, we have um, I may be using the the default feed that they've got set up. Um, or there's a third-party um, tool that's being used, but I don't think I've ever used the same one twice. Um, 
Magento, actually uh, on Magento, there's a, there's a, there's a tool, um, data feed manager and, and simple Google shopping that were, I think they're made by the same company. They, they've always been really good. Um, even going from Magento one to Magento two. Um, but generally, um, I've, I've got another client that's, uh, using a, a um, uh, actually, I'm not sure what a suite they're using, but uh, for their website, but, but we use Channable for their feed management. Uh, that's quite useful. That's quite good. But but um, in some instances, some of the best feeds that I've got are where I've actually just manually created it with a Google Sheet. Okay. So it depends because if the product, if if your uh, business is just selling a small range of products, maybe you've got I don't know, just a dozen, maybe less than 50, you could potentially just get away with a, a Google Sheet. And the benefit there is you've got full control and you can do whatever you want. Um, but um, feed rules, I mean, I mentioned those before within the Google Merchant Center. Um, it's it's kind of about your ability to, um, first and foremost, get, get get the information into Google. That's the critical thing, something that's actually going to get it in there. And if you're changing prices or things are going out of stock, you want that to be updated so yes using a, a manual feed is going to trip you up there um but then your ability to actually be able to um change and uh, and optimize the data so um my point of saying how critical it is that you can optimize your titles um if you're working with a feed uh, system that means you cannot do that then then you need to move you absolutely you need to you need to move the the problem I think with where I've had it where with, with why I haven't tried to move things around too much is that the um the the the, the item ID the um code that uh, you provide Google to say um uh, well this the ID is it's the unique number for that listing um whenever you change platform you do not want that number to change. That's your um, that that number when you're running shopping ads. That's the one that stores the history. That stores the quality score. Um, if you had to change all of if you if you move from say so so, so we've had this a, a lot lately with e-commerce and um, uh, you know, so many clients were using Magento One. They um, stopped supporting it in uh, last month and. Um, so, so many clients have moved off that and, and so much conversation that I've had with people at the moment saying wherever you, whatever you're moving, just ensure that your item ID doesn't need to change, doesn't right. have to change. Um, so that's been quite interesting. That's why we've come up with some fairly interesting solutions around using different providers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, th- those are the critical rules. Um, uh, if you're going to move and use a different system, make sure your item IDs uh, ideally can be preserved. Um, of course, if you're bringing new products in and, you know, it's, it's less critical, um, and that you have the ability to change your title. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that really answers your question, Scott, because I haven't really set on any one particular solution. So No, there are many different uh, options for feeds there. But as you were talking and as I asked the question, I, I remembered something as well from uh, – and I can't remember whether this was from the original press release or announcement from Google or whether this came after. But I'm almost certain for the people out there that are maybe starting feeds for the first time or perhaps yeah, looking to swap feeds, I'm almost certain that I read that Google have been working directly – with um e-commerce platforms such as 
and I'm fairly certain from memory it was Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, and maybe a few others to work on feed integrations directly in those platforms, which number one will help a lot of people out there because if you're a small business, the likelihood is that you're probably going to be on one of those platforms. If you're launching a feed for the first time, um, you want everything in one place, that's going to be really helpful. I guess number two, the second thing that comes to mind is the fact that they've, I'm fairly certain that they've noted that they're working with those providers is that that shows their commitment to doing this. You know, um, it's not, it's not, it, there's not with every product do you receive these kind of dedicated Google integrations or the announcement from Google that they're going to have this prepared. So um, again, another another thing that goes to show their commitment in this area to uh, Google Shopping and its development uh, to compete with Amazon, as you said. Um, one thing before we m- just move on a moment, um, and I was curious to know whether when, so you noted that um, Google might come and, uh, crawl your site and list your products even in the absence of a feed earlier but and I, and I, this might be a difficult question to answer but um, i'm assuming that still means that you have to opt in to the new google shopping as uh, the free option before google then list your products so you can't just sit back and wait for that to happen you have to go in and physically opt in to be able to be listed so my understanding is that it's it's going to happen yeah in, mu- in much the same way that your product uh, your product your website is going to appear in organic um yeah. it, it, it it's the same um Makes sense. um yeah it's the same permission i guess yeah um yeah. That, that that's my understanding that's my understanding yeah uh, i might um if i can i'll research that because it's a really interesting point because uh if people w- assume that google's going to come along crawl your products list them for free that and actually you have to, is an opt-in product uh, i guess that's useful information to know as well so for our listeners out there i'll try and do my research if, if the information's out there i'll link to that in the show notes too and actually just um just on the topic of uh, continued learning because this is something that's moving rapidly um where do you go to for up-to-date information about google shopping and what's happening in this happening in this space uh so the 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 two blogs that i check every week is 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 google's own blog uh, google's own google ads blog i should say specifically um that's really useful for for hearing their updates and their and their obviously their spin on their updates and um search engine land is 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 the other one that i check regularly so that's really useful for you know their opinions then on those updates but but yeah both of those sources are really good for covering google shopping amazing uh that's been a really interesting discussion and i'm kind of really excited about what happens uh into the future with google shopping um and surfaces and what that could mean into the future as well. That's something that stands out to me from earlier in our discussion. Uh, before I let you go, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Uh, yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn's best. Um, I don't know if you can put my link in the... Uh, Absolutely, the will. Well. But, um, yeah. Or uh, email me, rob at freewheelingtraffic.com. And yeah, if this has got anybody um, wanting to discuss it more or... or, or, or you know, ask any questions. I'm more than happy to help where I can. And um, like I said, maybe when there's more announcements about this or after a few months have passed, we'll get you back on the podcast for a fifth time. Uh, <laughs> and I'll have to look at our records and see who our most featured guests are. But I'd imagine you're up there at this point. That's pretty, pretty impressive. 
excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been the Internet Marketing Podcast, and uh, all the best to our listeners and to you, Rob. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.